August 6, 1945. The Japanese city of Hiroshima was bombed with a nuclear weapon by the United States. And what was the first major event that would put the Second World War to an end? Many worlds collapsed that day, while others stood their ground. From the ashes of a ruined Hiroshima, Ateo was born, bringing strength and hope for its reconstruction. When the smells of dirt, ashes and fire were finally gone, the smell of autumn took over the place. A very peculiar smell, they say, one that can be attracted to a trained nose, like flowers to bees. The tale says that the first thing that bloomed from the ground of Hiroshima after the massive destruction of the bomb was a Matsutake mushroom. Hello everyone, I'm Yama Kyori and this is Unfinished. Stories on the end of the world. Welcome to Unfinish It. Here, we talk about the end of the world, which has been a popular theme among many different cultures for quite some time. Way before the undeniable signs of climate changes and the crisis with the new coronavirus, most of us knew a lot of apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic stories of all kinds. While we face increasing signs that our planet is begging for help, stories about the ends and the world seem to become more tangible every day, like if we are only doing a reality check. The real pandemic this feelings tends to grow bigger. Sometimes it feels like we all agree that the end is coming and we are just figuring out which story got it right. We've been told many kinds of ending tales, religious and scientific, science fiction and folklore. In this podcast, we will discuss these stories and suggest that the end of the world is less of a single terrifying event in a distant future and more of a multitude of events that have been around for a long time. If the world is ending, we must ask, what is ending and for whom? Say, the entire human race got extinct, for instance. Is that the end of the world? In that case, the world is the planet or the human beings? What if a genocide makes an entire civilization disappear completely like colonialism made before? What if the last individual of the little blue macaw dies? For many human and non-human folks, the world has already ended, sometimes more than once. History is a cemetery of worlds, said the Brazilian poet Carlos Dumont de Andrade. Fear and tragedy is just one way to look at it. 
What happens when we identify the ruins of her worlds and try to deal with them first? Albert trying to navigate through tales that refuse to finish, as they deal with transformation rather than termination. We've been taught that only two outcomes lie in the horizon. The automated tragedy or miracle, technological or divine. We need to think for a minute. When technological or divine miracles are the sole solution for our biggest problems, they are in fact a threat. There is no other way, they say. The feminist authoress Jenna Haraway invites us to think in what she called neither hope nor despair. And that is my invitation to you. Let's think about the worlds and the ends out there without the constraints of utopia and dystopia. Every episode will be led by a story that makes us think about the end of the world in a different way. When we follow stories, sometimes it is hard to tell when the fiction stops and when the science starts, and there's a lot to explore in this gray area. It is my first time producing a podcast. I'm recording inside my bedroom in what feels like the most noisy neighborhood in the city, and besides that, English is not my first language which is Portuguese if someone is asking. So let's just say, in all honesty, that you should listen to this podcast as it is, an experiment. Today, we begin talking about mushrooms. More precisely, we're talking about the amazing Matsutake mushrooms, famous for the aroma, long described in Japanese poetry. But what mushrooms had to do with the end of the world? Why this particular kind? Let's find out, shall we? Page one. What do you do when your world starts to fall apart? I go for a walk and if I'm really lucky, I find mushrooms. Mushrooms pull me back into my sense, not just like flowers through their riotous colors and smells, but because they pop up unexpectedly, reminding me of the good fortune of just happening to be there. Then I know that there are still pleasures amidst the terrors of indeterminacy. Before ending this introduction, I'd like to say that all citations to Matsutake scientists, forest managers, speakers, buyers, grocers, chefs, and consumers that might be cited in the following chapters are part of the interviews and descriptions made by the anthropologist Anat Singh and or her research partners and are fully available at matsutakeworlds.org or cited in her books The Mushroom at the End of the World and the Brazilian collection of papers Viver nas Ruinas, unless it's said otherwise. The citations that start with the number of the page, like the one you just heard, are all excerpts from book The Mushroom at the End of the World. If you would like more information on these references, this podcast, I just want to send me a message. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yamakiodi. That's Y-A-M-A-C-H-I-O-D-I. See you in the next chapter. Until then, may the spores be with you. Thank you.